Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So we're off. It's running commentary. You join us in Finsbury Park and just missing a lovely whistling man with a black dog. Just as we started the podcast. Though. Yeah. We're not oh, starting to run. Important. We've got a couple of miles under our belt We've uh, because uh, we want to run. Well, we want anything in excess of 10 today, don't we? Yeah. I mean, anything up to and including 10. We've already done a, a cheeky little free kind of just to get the stiffness out of our legs from the park run yesterday we've had a little chat about that and then we're going out for a kind of a regular seven absolutely steady seven feeling good that three mile warm-up feels great doesn't yeah it? it's always it's really interesting how a warm-up run when you're not running just seems a ridiculous thing yeah but um but, uh, but when you start running it feels because yeah. thing for everyone even if you're running for a bus you know the first two minutes they're always a tough run is a terrible thing so we're, we're leaving Finsbury Park immediately and crossing the bridge over the railway. And we're going to run somewhere absolutely excellent, which is the uh, Parkland Walk, which heads out north across hilly North London and gets rid of all the hills. Let's get a picture of us with the Parkland Walk behind us. Then everyone can see. Get a picture of this. Never, don't bother with us. Just have a look at that. Just oh, get nice. That I like just this. I like what he's saying. You get ahead. <coughs> we've got a little bit of scene. There he goes. Look at him go. As you can see, it's like an old railway. It's like an old railway because it is an old it's, railway. It's lovely. It links It links a lot of North London, doesn't it? And it takes us to Queenswoods, Highgate Woods, which is our regular meat and two potatoes distance running, isn't it? This yeah, is where we do the majority the of our miles. And it's <laughs> flat and it's cleverly flat because it goes over and under hills. It's a little bit like a, something from Trumpton. Under bridges, over bridges to our destination. So that's also, it also takes you to lovely woods, doesn't it, as well? Yeah, it's about as fantastic country as, uh, as you're going to get. As North London gets. And it used to be an industrial railway. Crazy. And what's nice about it as well is when you... Uh, you've got a high then. Yeah, that lady said hello. got a definite high. There's loads of people. We often run weekdays because we haven't got proper jobs. So being out when other people are around is a thrill. And yeah, when you, we're running over a bridge now. And once you've done the Parkland Walk, you realise... When you're driving around North London, that these bridges, they, they haven't got a railway or a road on them, they've just got a path on them. People with dogs and stuff, it's yeah. great. 
They looked like goth twins, didn't they? Did you see those kids? Yeah, they were great. No, I didn't see those kids. What kids? There were no kids. We were on the spit. We were on the very spot where those two young guys died ten years ago to this very day. They did. They did have that look about them. So, when when did you first become aware of the Parkland Walk? Well, when I when I realised that I live quite close to it. Yeah. So I only live a minute away from it, so it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. And the kids used to play down it, and I thought, it just, just feels great. It's a nice little self-enclosed. And it kind of shields you from the worst of the weather, because it's pretty cold today, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's pretty. And it's great also, what kind of place is that close to us that it's one of our aunts. So you, you see it in every condition. I've been up here in brilliant frost and beating sun pouring rain. I remember being here it's in, nice. and uh, put sun cream on because it was like the first really sunny day of the summer. Yeah. And that was also why all the trees were in leaf, surrounded by little tiny insects. Oh, when I came home my face was covered <laughs> in dead flies. It's, it's a good look. Splattered. Yeah, I look Splattered. like the front of a long distance truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cocoon bite. It's absolutely gorgeous. So yeah, we're looking, uh, including that three we already had, to get, we'll do about ten by the end. Yeah, yeah. In excess of ten, double figures. I think in the you, wider scheme of things, you keep saying this in excess. <laughs> There's going to be no excess today. We're going to. I mean, because because I'm I'm wary about us trying to make up for lost time. No, you're right. I think that's lost why. all this time training. No, it's a lovely thing this weekend. I've spoken to a few people because I was at the. I've been gigging in London this weekend. I was at the comedy store. I was doing comedy about running. And, Doing the marathon and, yeah. and fundraising for Parkinson's UK. People put loads of money in the bucket. Nice. And uh, I met like a half dozen people who are also doing the marathon. That's really It's just nice, great. Right? It's a real communal thing at the moment. Excuse me. Because it's... Sorry, mate. What is it? Ten weeks today? It's a nice group of people. We're pretty much scattered like temping bowling. Sorry, guys. Sorry, mate. It's really busy. It's, it's great. It's very busy. So, Ten yeah. weeks to the marathon, that's a sobering thought, isn't it? So I think if you're following the old marathon guide plan, this is probably your 14-mile weekend. Well, you you'd, be, you'd, be, right? you'd, be, you'd be deep into your heavy mileage. Yeah. If you're doing it seriously. I'd get deep into your heavy mileage. And the fact is, <laughs> the fact is we can't be that. So no. we've got to take it really gradually. No, I mean, we'll increase it really gradually, or else we will get injured again. You take a month break. You can't pretend you didn't take a month. No, you can't. You've got to. So even this week, if we do ten, how many miles will you've done this this week? I don't know, but yeah, let's work it out. But I do feel like I'm back. You're absolutely right. This week, I've done maybe two six or sevens. No, three six or sevens. Yeah, call it twenty. So it's not. Not yeah, you, you've done one. You've done your twenty. Then you've done your pat one run. It's another three, and then today. So yeah, that will take us to thirty-three on the week, which is more than you've done in in in, in ages. Yeah, absolutely. I so, so, so that's why it's important to. Yeah. You're only meant to Thank all you. these rules, but this idea that you're only meant to go up by ten percent a week. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're massively exceeding that. Yeah, so we've got to chill. If I run 33 miles this week, that's basically... That's a lot of miles. 30 and a half miles more than a week before. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) it's like... Well, let's work out that percentagely. That's 15... That's 1,500%. It's 33 and a third. And then it's 12 inches. And uh, you should dust it down with a 
with a soft cloth before like you play. It, yeah. And let's play it out. And what he would say is, go easy on the mileage. Put the needle on the record, put the needle on the record, put the needle on the record, and the drum beat goes like this. <sighs> I'm exhausted from doing that. I need to, uh, I need to take a breath in the middle of that, yeah. which is why it's nice today to just be running on soft surfaces at a slow pace yeah. and having a good chat. Absolutely. There's a great training method, mythology, uh, methodology coming out from, uh, came out from Germany in the like 50s and 60s of running because there's been various running philosophies and one was just, it was called LSD, obviously it kind of nipped off the back of the kind of hippie movement but it was long slow distance ah. so the theory was is he got really fit by running really long distances, yeah. but really slowly. Yeah. And then you just did a little bit of speed work at the end, because you had that endurance base, you know. Yeah, yeah. You were so super fit, your body got so refined at dealing with distances. Yeah, that warming up And thing. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Absolutely. Well, I know it's not a long, slow distance, but it was a real epiphany for me when I got my Park Run PB. Yeah. Because I ran to it. Yes. So you would think, I mean... I think anyone... Oh, I'm in an under a bridge. Ooh, ooh. No, 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 no. Either we're shrinking or got to take that the... a giant tennis ball. That is a huge Put your feet next ball. to it so people can get a sense of scale here. That is an enormous tennis ball. Yeah. Oh, there's a dog. There's a dog saying, why are you taking a photo of my tennis ball? I want to meet the players. We're under a bridge. I want to meet go, the guys. Go, say, ooh, ooh. Someone's running past. Look at that action scene. I want to meet the guys playing oh, tennis. No, we've we got to overtake again now. I know. It's going to feel like we're hasting it. That, that is quite absurd, though, because that ball has just appeared. Yeah, there's no That wasn't there, there, it's just appeared. What ball? I didn't see a ball. Do you think it's, it's uh, some kind of game of tennis game in, the, on the, in a parallel universe? I just lost the balls go over the fence. I think we're going to come around the corner and find a giant Federer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. you, so you ran to the yeah, park Yeah, I ran run. to the park run. It's about, it was about two miles. Yeah. And I made a real point of going gentle, which I'm not very good at. I often you, head you, off pretty you, fast. You, you tend to have, you tend to be a little monopaced, yeah. but it's a good pace. Yeah, exactly. Whenever we start off running, I always think, there he goes. he's gone a bit too fast. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not good at that slow thing. Because I was going to the park run, and because I didn't know where I was going. Right. I held it right back. Good. Ran good. two miles. And then when I got to the park run, I started it. It was early enough in the run that it felt like I was totally fresh. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't shaking out all those little aches and pains and stuff. Great, great. It was really good. And I got my best time. Um, and it's that thing of like, uh, it, just, it can take you a bit longer than you think to properly warm up, can't it? Yeah, that's right. But again, when I run up here and meet you, I so often get her and say, look, I'm so hungover and yeah. my leg is hurting. And yeah. I'm not sure how far I can... And then you soon forget, I mean, particularly when we're chatting. We're off. I think it takes about a uh, nice bit of graffiti. I think it's, that could almost be... Uh, Rob, that could almost be a visual for our podcast. That. Just have a look at it. Have yeah. a look at the two bikes. Sorry, keep That's quite nice. You. I mean, third time we've, we've overtaken a woman and gone back. That looks lovely, doesn't it? Do me you mind if we get a picture? Me on the left and you on the right. Your art. It's just early days. Early days, isn't it? I like it though. Well, why don't we wait until you've completely done I'll it? I'll do it both. Can we take a picture of you too? Oh, you should be in it. That. So, so you're going to be working on that today, at yoga? Because we'll, we'll be back here in like 45 minutes. Yeah, we expect to see you here. Will you, will you have done anything? <laughs> no stress. <laughs> We're not here to give you grief. It's not, it's not a work scenario, is it? It's to be enjoyed, isn't it? <laughs> that looks great. 
<laughs> so it's Clark Gable and Gandhi having a chat. <laughs> Is that right? Close enough. Right, we'll see you in a bit. See you sandwiches. Great sandwich work. See you later. That was a... Uh, that was Banksy. Listen, that's we a, just met Banksy. <laughs> that is a glorious Sunday morning, North London moment, isn't it? Yeah. On the park, just well, chilling there, having a They're doing their graffiti. It's like San Francisco. Yeah, and then you get past them and you get to the old station. It's a magical place. Yeah. This is where the, the platform's here, where the station used to be. So, that'll be nice later to see what they've done in the 45 Absolutely. minutes or so, won't it? Yeah, although I'm prepared to bet it'll be almost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they look like they're great artists. I didn't get a lot of work ethic. They didn't look like them. prisoners of the work ethic, did they? <laughs> they look fairly comfortable with it. Yeah. But then again, of course, it's Sunday morning. Yeah, absolutely. Just do your own thing, mate. It's a beautiful thing. That was lovely. It's also, talking of Sunday morning, it's spring. It's only just spring. You know, It's really cold. It's quite grey. There's no leaves. But it's on the way, isn't it? Well, is it? Spring's coming. Is it? Okay. Is it? Yeah. Because it's just optimism. There's obviously, there's always people saying that snow's on the way. I actually, I'm of the opinion that we haven't had winter yet. Yeah. I don't really think we've had it. I think it's been a real mix. It was really mild after Christmas. Yeah. A few, a few sharp spots, but there's been no real snow in London. No. That um, lady who we overtook like three times and then came past again. She left the park and walked there. She's reported us, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think it's because she'd finished her run. She just wanted to get away from us. Yeah. That seems to be Twittering blokes keep zooming up behind her. <laughs> so, this warming up thing is interesting. Because, as you say, I do run at one pace. Always have. It's a good pace. And yeah. I can only just it's slightly bend pace. it. I can run a bit slower. Yeah. Sometimes I run a bit faster if it's cold right. and I'm fit. I'll set off fast, right. but I'll stay with it, you know, because I've got good... I'm steady. Yes. So if I leave my house doing 7 minute 10 miles, I'll probably keep Just that pace until yeah. I get back again. And when I got my best marathon time, it was like that. It wasn't well done at all. It was all set off fast. And just keep it. Carry on running. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. In the Yorkshire Marathon, it was foggy and there's not that many people there. And I started right on the start line, right? So, and you run downhill through York. And then I thought, oh no, I need a wee really early on. <laughs> so I went for a wee. It's only gone about a mile and a half or something. Or oh, maybe more than that, but it was early on. Yeah. And I came out and I could see in the fog this big pack of people had gone past. I thought, oh no, that's Face. the 3.15 paces. And I, I wanted to stay in front of them because I think I can get 3.15. So I went after them, and I pursued them from about maybe 100 yards behind them for, uh, you know, for 10 miles. Right. <laughs> yeah. I never caught them. Just they got there. further and further away, but I kept Just them there. Just slightly out of reach. In the mist. Well, the mistake you made there is stopping to go for a, to urinate. To be fair, I'm a very fast weir, so not that much time is lost. No, but you can't. As I've said before to you, you have to. You've got to go on the run. Yeah. If you're running a marathon and you don't want to lose time, you wait until... Like, I don't know how many people do this. I don't know what you're going to say you do. It's <laughs> absolutely, absolutely terrifying. <laughs> well, and just, then you get your willy out. No, 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 no. You no. wait into your own what you do face. Is you, of course, you don't want to lose time. Yeah. So you wait till you're at a water station. You grab a sponge. You sponge... The front of your shorts. Oh, it's the sponging. And whilst doing that, oh, no. you urinate. No, no one you does that. You don't lose any time. No one does this except you. you. Get, and you, you feel stop. <laughs> you feel the pleasant warmth 
cascading <laughs> down your legs. And then, of course, what you don't do is offer your sponge to the person next to you, because that is wrong. <laughs> Unless you really don't like that. That's all well, kinds of wrong. I think you wrong. just got yourself banned from all UK running events. I think a lot of people do. <laughs> do they? Do they, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> it does save you time. Well, because you, you must lose about at least 40 seconds. Yeah, but in terms Stop. of, well, I'll tell you. And, uh, you know, moving away from that, really quite a disgusting story. I thought I'd got a kind of practical. ammoniac with practical story. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, twice the toilet break has got me a great time. Because on this Yorkshire Marathon, we got to the halfway point. Yeah. And there's one of those go down and come back bits where the people in front of you are coming back towards you. Right. So I saw this group out on that course. I've been yeah. trying to catch up with for 10 miles. Yeah. And uh, it was at the halfway point in the marathon. And they were the 2 hours 59 group. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so then after that, I felt really stupid. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, I also kept a really yeah. nice pace yeah. for a long time. That's so I stayed with it as best I could. That can be a funny one when you see the uh, you see the people carrying the the pacing the pacing boards. Yeah. And it starts off. I've had one marathon where I've started off with a sub threes, you know. Yeah. Set off ridiculously too fast, knackered after ten miles. Yeah. Then they go away. Then you you're looking for the sub three fifteens. They breeze past you at 15 miles, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the sub 330s come. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then the whip hacking yeah. out of the marathon's <laughs> yeah. finished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like... It's a no, last year in London, when the 315 flag went past, I thought, oh, that's it. I was going to get that. No, it never happened. And, you know, that was just a question of attitude. Yeah. I could have gone a different way with that. What, you mean you think you could have... Yeah, I think I could have got 3.15 but you if just I just had an attitude. Whereas in York, similar kind of fitness, I thought, oh, I've been a fool there, but I've made good pace, so just yeah. stay with it. And all I did was keep running. As we said, I, when I keep running, even when I stay, even years ago when I was less running engaged, I never run at a different speed. I just run or not run, you know? That's interesting. So I keep running. I'm not on that Yorkshire Marathon. My pace dropped, but it only dropped to, to about... Eight and a half minutes a mile. Yeah, yeah, you bounce. And, and I was list. just thinking, I want to stop. Don't stop. I want to <laughs> stop. And then the psychological yeah, thing yeah. there was, if I stop, there's no way I'm starting again. Yeah, you, you can, I've never, I've never stopped a marathon. And well, actually, I did stop once. It's not, it doesn't cover me in glory. It was, uh, it was near the end of my worst one where I'd set off too fast. And you get that thing where people are cheering for you and stuff. And if you're not in the right stage, that can get a bit annoying. Yeah. Which is not their fault. It's all your fault. Yeah. They've just been completely generous, lovely people. Yeah. You're just lost in a... Sorry. You're just lost in a world of pain of your yeah, own mate. It's a lady with a nice woolly hat and a dog and some mud. We yeah, all work together to make it happen. So people... And people give you stuff when you're running the marathon, don't you? Like sweets and stuff. Yeah. And initially, I don't tend to take it, but when I was having a tough one... I was taking everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. Every sweet, every offering, sandwiches, just anything to keep me going. Yeah. And just to be kind of distracted. We're getting to the end of the uh, parkland walk. We're going to climb up off the old railway. And this lovely dad and son combo offered me a jelly baby. Yeah. So I went out to reach for the jelly baby. Yeah. And I, uh, I dropped it. Yeah. And I really wanted the jelly baby. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm looking at the jelly baby and I had to stop and bend down. And the effort needed to stop and bend down at 21 miles was so great. Yeah. 
I just shouted the C word. <laughs> right. How old was the child who'd given you the C word? He must have been about four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was awful. I just, really abrupt, I just went, ah! and I just shouted it. And then I, just, I said to the bloke, I said, I am so sorry. Please forgive me. And I took the jelly baby and went on, but I felt so stupid. You just get a bit angry, you get, don't you, you sometimes? Very emotionally vulnerable point. Yeah. We were um, doing a traditional bit of running up the middle of the road. But right. we're, we're not running as fast as Mel Gibson or does it in all his films. Or Tom Cruise. This feels good, this pace. feels really yeah, nice. nice. This is uh, Archway. It's just going past Highgate. It's not Archway, really, but Highgate. Jackson's Lane. Jackson's Lane. Scene of many stand-up gigs. Yeah. And uh, um, my phone's just playing. I want to get a picture. You can hear all the roads. See, there's hardly any roads on this run. There's a little one here. And uh, oh, you can listen to that, actually. It's not even a nice picture, but I'm going to get it. There you go. So I had a similar thing on that Yorkshire one when I was desperately trying not Look to out. stop. Don't get run over. Um, I I'd, I'd filmed a little bit for the uh, Channel 4 coverage of the Yorkshire Marathon. Okay. And uh, they found me on the back of my motorbike and they wanted to conduct <laughs> a short interview. <laughs> right, and this is in the villages. That's hilarious. Uh, about 21, 22 miles. It's the best time for an interview. Oh my Let's word. Let's go He'll be up for last. I so didn't get want to Mr. talk Deering. to him. And I had my headphones on. And they knew this. They, yeah. they went along in front of me for a long way. Just having a look at Just waiting for me to get over it. And it's I was thinking, please, please go away. Please go away. Oh my God. And Hello, then, Yorkshire Tully here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they, they, you know, they were more tenacious to me. I thought the only way to get rid of them is to talk to them. And I, I mean, I was having a terrible time. And I took my headphones off. And of course, I was vain enough to also still try and look like I was running well for them. <laughs> I took my headphones That's off. That's why you music. Turn it off. And uh, they talked to me for a minute. And it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Because by the time I put my headphones off and carried on running, that terrible moment I'd been having I'd got was gone. That was great. I was still having a hard time. No, but what you know, so it's, it's what the, it's what the clown um, uh, gurus call the little jump. Yes, you know, it's like when something happens at a gig, and it just slightly shifts your whole reality. Yes, just freshens everything up. It does. What does that say about the mind and focus? Isn't it? Yeah. Just think about something different. Yeah, we're always That's the power of it. That's amazing. Getting isn't stuck it? on a pathway. Yes, is is, is easy and dangerous. And so yeah, we all a need a little jump every now and again. Well, I try and do that when, if I'm running in, in a bit of a bad patch. That's why you could think about this change of pace thing. Yeah. If you're in a bad patch, not even change your pace. Just try and change your foot strike or yeah, yeah. just something to change. No, but I see. I worry about obsessing. I don't want to think about what my feet are doing or what my breathing is no, doing. No, no, but, but if, if, you're not, if you're in a bad patch, just try and speed up or be, be conscious of lightness or oh, something. Don't actually speed up. Yeah, no. I can't keep up with that. I know. That was a little example. Well, the other shortcut to a little jump, which you won't like, is a really good song. Yeah, well, yeah if you're listening to music, this is where we defeat. I was doing the uh, Royal Parks Half Marathon, my first half marathon, and that's when I found out that at 10 miles, 90 minutes, however far, whatever distance or amount of time, that's when all your energy's gone, that's when all your sugar goes. Sort of glycogen. You start to feel really tired. Your legs are wooden. And because yeah. uh, I just walked past, I just walked, I just run past the uh, free Percy Pig store. Right. And I thought, <laughs> what's the point of that? What are they playing? <laughs> and I got another quarter of a mile down and thought, oh, I need some kind of. Oh, I see. <laughs> and then, yeah, and I was really suffering. 
and uh, I flicked on in my little music player. And uh, we're going down. What's this wood called? This is coming into Queenswood. Slight downhill into Queenswood. Some risk of Tonks falling over. I'm going to try and crack that. No, he's still on his feet. Very picturesque this morning. Probably quite busy as well. <laughs> morning. I think that guy calling out to Jessica not to get her shoes dirty is a little bit optimistic as they go into these muddy woods. Yes. <laughs> the spring. I think that's going to happen, isn't I think, it? We'll take it as red, Jessica. You should be slightly more open-minded about Jessica's shoes. Jessica will be getting her shoes, man. So, so you found the I missed the Percy Pigs, yeah. but found out what they were for. And I was listening to music, it was just ticking over, and I thought, I need something to inspire me. And I flicked on um, Plug In Baby by uh, Muse. I'm not even a big fan of Muse, but do you know Plug In Baby? No, but oh, I've got a heavy. you're going to sing a bit of it. <laughs> All right, yes, yes, yes. I tell you, oh, I ran fast. Probably burning energy I didn't have, but it was it such a little jump. It's funny that I've never... I think that is an old school, new school thing. I've never wanted to listen to music while I was running, but I can see why you do it, but I've never... I've just always wanted to stay connected to what, everything that's happening around me, but I yeah. can see why it would make you faster. Of course I, I can also see think that, that it's, it's to do with who we are. I mean, I really... When it comes down to it, there's always going to be music. If I don't play music, right. there'll be eight bars of some song stuck in my head for miles and miles and miles. The same reason I have to listen to music when I'm at home. Right. So sometimes if I'm writing or concentrating, it's quiet and just burbling away. But silence is the enemy. And I think this says, I totally see it as a weakness in myself, but that's just who I am. No, 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 it's fine. It's it's to be accepted. There's no point fighting it. But I... I, That was a squirrel, not a rat. (laughs) I like the silence. Yeah. I run for the silence, well, <laughs> which is ironic because I, I love running with you because I love the chat as well, but I really like And also ironic because here we are recording a p- podcast. No, I get it. I get it. We're going to stop. We're going to stop doing a podcast. I'm going to turn and yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the, the silence of the woods. Yeah. I love that. I've done it as well. There's I mean, nothing, I used to... There's nothing I enjoy more. I used to joke about it in my set about the hating the sound of my feet and my breathing. And I've done enough running without headphones to get... That you forget about that after yes, a do. few hundred yards. Yeah. You just tune it out, you know. And uh, I like that. I mean, I, this brings us to something interesting because I think you remember last year when I did the London Marathon. I, uh, um, you were told you couldn't use it. No, my headphones, they say that. I always listen to right. And I think I've, in life I've achieved the balance of being able to listen to my music and still be in the community and enjoy the marathon, you know, and get what's happening around me and stuff. Because it is a bit of a balancing act. You don't want to do the London Marathon and pretend and you're not, not there. What's, what's no, the point? Exactly, you know? yeah. But um, I had new headphones. Like they say, don't run with new trainers. I ran with quite new headphones. And they died. They died <gasps> really on. <gasps> oh, my gosh. They died at 10 miles. It's just me. It's just me. Yes. Me and these 37,000 no, the people. Existential abyss. And all these people saying, all right, Come Rob. on, Rob. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Come on, daring. And I blamed my slightly weaker marathon time. Only slightly weaker, but I lost a few minutes on that Yorkshire one in London. And because I of that, you think? Well, at the time I did, I didn't think that is the reason, really. And I'll explain what I think the reason is. But I really wanted my music. And I also want to apologise to the woman on the sidelines who, when I threw my dead headphones away, <laughs> they hit her in the chest. You threw them away? Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought, I'm not going to spend the next 10 miles fiddling Carrying with them, them, seeing if they're working. Yeah. So I stripped them out. 
and chucked wow. him, tried to chuck him over the heads of the bystanders. They're just little things. And they hit this woman like, and she went, oh! We're so, not coming over well at this. No, we're bad people. Dude, hey, you didn't talk SpongeBob. I know, but does the marathon <laughs> SpongeBob uh, shouting at kids? But does he? Does he? Is there a stage of rage that you go through in the marathon? <laughs> yeah. Do you go through a stage of before you get to the peace? Is there a sense of rage of like, yeah? Why am I doing this? I don't know if it's even in a marathon. What have I done, it, what have I done this for? It's a community thing. You've got to let people in. I mean, I really did love. The marathon last year. I, I, after a long run, I always feel a bit stupid about this. Yeah. But basically, it appears from the records that I run with a big smile on my face. Yes. And uh, that's nice. You're quite slippery here. A big cheese smile. I nearly smile. fell over in front of that man. And uh, last year in London, people like several different strangers. She said, keep smiling, Rob. <laughs> I loved it. That was really nice. But if that had happened on my first marathon, no um, I'd have hated it. Because I hadn't worked out, I had to let these people in. You've got to open yourself out. Yeah, that's right. I remember I was running a... Uh, it made me very grumpy, all that support. And I'd been told how wonderful it would be. And that and probably made you even more grumpy. It made me kind of resent it. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, but it did. You know, you get those little connections with people when you're running the marathon. Yeah. Those marathon during the marathon itself. And I was running, it was about 16, 17 miles the last time I did a marathon. Yeah. And I felt great. And I was running next to this sort of early 50s woman, really lithe, quite fit. Yes. And, and just, you know, we're, we're doing an okay lick, about 320 pace. Yeah. And she had a name. I think it was Elaine or something. Oh, come on, Elaine. Oh. Wow, sorry, that was a boom plus mud situation. <laughs> <laughs> I missed both. Come but on. Only through luck. Come on, Elaine. Elaine. And Elaine. I was, and I was starting going. What uh, film? Elaine. Don't know. I'm banging on some glasses. The Graduate, Paul. Come oh, on. Of course, The Graduate. Great film. Yeah. Great movie, The Graduate. And I started just just teasing a little bit. Going, come on, Elaine. Come on, Elaine. And she was like, yes, yes, I'm coming, I'm coming. Come on, Elaine. And we just had a real laugh. And I was saying, and then she started to cry. I said... I said, what time are you aiming for? And she went, oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, she, Elaine, She I just like had you. a great attitude. Yes, she did. And she was just wonderful. You yeah. know those people that you meet? Yeah, they know. What a great thing. I'm just going to run it. I'm just running this. See how it feels. Yeah, yeah. It was lovely. No, it's definitely a community thing, I think. But I think I have to forgive myself for having to learn to be a part of that. And again, I always moan about Berlin, which is a great marathon. But it made you realise there's a very specific atmosphere in London. That sense of it being for everyone. I mean, really yes. democratic. Yeah. So that you've got your, your Moes and your Paulers. Yeah. And you've also got the Dixie Diver guy who does it in 10 days. Yeah. And everyone in between. And everyone on the sidelines. And all the kids with the sweets in their hands. They are all important. Oh, it's amazing. It's incredible. You've also got the bloke who ran past me at the 22-mile mark last year. The last time I did it. You know, so he must have done it in under 320. Yeah. He had a, he had a, he was quite a thick set bloke. He had a rucksack on, and he was chatting on his mobile. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just coming over the bridge. I should be finished by about. So if we meet in the pub, he was, he was sort of sorting out his social life <laughs> at sub three twenty with a rucksack. And did you think, oh, that's great, or did you hate him? No, I thought it was fantastic. Was I thought I this guy, he's amazing. Well, when I did my second one, I got my time I wanted, and I think the reason I got it is in the last few hundred meters. Um, a spaceman overtook me. 
Right. This guy just in full space there, <laughs> like he was on, walking on the moon. Uh, giant steps are what he was taking. No, he was running well, and he overtook me. I was like, I am not having that. I'm not going to I'm not it. being taken at the finish line by a spaceman. <laughs> and did you have him? Did you I, I took him, took him back. He can get very surreal. Chew on that, Neil Armstrong. He can get very surreal, can't it, when people start running past you in fancy dress. You know? When he got to the very finish line, he took one small step and then one giant <laughs> leap. <laughs> I was just so excited about my little phone. I was going to say, oh, I'll get a picture of this ambulance. Yeah. And then I thought, well, that's probably... Something might have happened. Yeah. Slightly darker than I intended. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to be fair, it's not making noises. Everyone seems happy. I think yeah. it's fine. There's a Robin. Little Robin. Say, get a Robin. See you later, Robin. He's gone into a holly tree. It's all a bit festive. It's completely the wrong... Uh, it's Robin quite... Uh, it's not Christmas, is it? No, he's lost. He's a different time zone. It's quite a... Uh, Sort of an episodic run on a Sunday, isn't it? Because there's so much going on. That's right. I like it. Nice. Uh, uh, we should try and run more on Sundays. I all like kinds of demographic, you know. There's yeah. old people, young people, families, r- other runners. Lots of dogs. Ambulances, yeah. huge tennis balls, graffiti artists. Yeah. Great. It's good stuff. In the week, it gets much more simplified, particularly in bad weather. Then it's just runners and people with dogs. Yeah. There's something lovely about that. Crossing the road now into Highgate Wood proper which is a brilliant place. And uh, here we go, here we go, lovely spot. We love this. This is Newgate, not to be confused with the prison. Talking of demographics. Go on In performance, that is one of the things that can give you that little jump. If you're about to do a show, and I've had this in my whole job when I used to do like interactive theatre shows in schools, and I've had this as a comedian. Yeah. You're about to do a show like, like more like a theatre show. It's just you. It's going to be an hour, an hour and a half. Right. And someone comes into the dressing room one minute before showtime and says, oh, by the way, you know, with the kids, they say, oh, by the way, they're all five years younger than you were told. Yeah. You know, and they don't uh, speak English. That's or, a jump, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's by the, the, way. the entire audience they hate you. is made up of a minibus full of people with special needs. Right. And it's amazing how... What great shows that leads to. Yeah. Because you've no got time to plan. You've got to throw everything out. Yeah. Sort of yeah. You've got to throw everything out. You've got to start the gig with nothing. And that's what all gigs should be like. They are the greatest gigs, yeah. And that's what running should be like as well. That's, like, that's why that running, that, that uh, warming up thing works. It's because you attach a lot of freight to the very beginning of a run. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Everyone doing the marathons on the start line thinking... I've got to think about this, got to think about that. That's a real, that's actually... By the time you get 10 miles in, you've forgotten all that stuff. That's actually a really good point, actually. Thanks. I'm taking away the, one of your few... That, I mean, that shines like a diamond in the mud, that. <laughs> that's a good... <laughs> well, I remember <laughs> being on a run. it's so important not to... In the autumn, not to get stressed about it. No, because it all changes, and it's either real or it isn't. It doesn't matter. I was behind a guy at Royal Parks again, but this time... In the autumn, after Berlin, so yeah. I wasn't super fit, but I was loving it, loving the Royal Park. Such a good half marathon. And uh, I saw this guy up ahead, and I thought, I want to catch him. I'm going to make a point of catching him. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why, there was some kind of link there. And uh, I thought, yeah, that'll be the inspiration. It gets you around the rest of this run. And then the other voice in my head said, yeah, or you'll forget about it again in 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and either way, it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. situation's the same, the situation changes. But I think the fundamental thing with running is... You get away from your brain. Your brain can talk at you all day. Just ignore it. It's getting into that, uh, into that flow state, isn't it? So I think that anxiety about the start of a run. Yeah. You know you're going to 
do something that's, that has a degree of difficulty. Yeah. And after a while, it will hurt a little bit. Yeah. But it's more about... You just want to be in it, but you're not there yet. It's like travelling, isn't it? You're yeah. sort of waiting to yeah. be transported. In life, you want to unlock. But yeah. You can't make the decision to unlock. You've just got to wait for it to happen. Yeah. And running, but running makes it happen, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because you have to switch off. That's what we run for, I think. But I really like that idea about the warm-up. Yeah. Because I think it's uh, something people don't do enough, or they don't run enough when they warm up. They do some stretching or whatever and do a little bit of running, but they should yeah. just run for like 10, 15 minutes if you're of that level of fitness to do yeah, it. Yeah. And you'll feel massively different. Well, again, I think, I mean, I think if you're the kind of person, obviously we talk a lot about marathons, we're training for a marathon, but if you're the kind of person who likes to do a park run, who thinks that like my big run, the run that's going to define me this year or for the next decade is a 10K, Yeah. and uh, you run 5Ks, just make that run to the park run part of the run. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah. so key, and I think most people's park runs are probably some, well, particularly if you live in a city. But They're quite near you, aren't they? So yeah, my run park run is probably a short two miles away. Yeah. So I just gently, really jog out of the house, take it, and the thing is, for me, like I said, I have real trouble with pace. Yeah. I don't really, I don't like the idea, although I know it's good practice. Of running of slowly. having slow runs in, yeah. in the training. But if there's some reason to be on a slow run, it really like helps. I'm saving it for my park run. Yes, yeah. Then uh, really, and, uh, yeah, I'd recommend it to anyone. Saving yourself for me to beat you in the last kilometre. Yes, Just very important stuff. For that. Well, listen, I don't. <laughs> I had a, a, had a realization this week, and uh, I think that, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but it's really key. You know how I felt like I didn't have quite have the distance last year, and I was tailing off a little bit. Yes. In my marathons, I worked out this week. That it's your fault because because <laughs> I was I was curtailing your runs. Well, what it is, you weren't curtailing my runs at all. I need to remember that uh, we were talking last week about how I had really good discipline when I was training for Yorkshire during the Edinburgh Festival. Still got out yeah. on my uh, morning, got out on all my long runs. But the other thing is, I was on my own. Right. So I ran them really fast. And the nice thing about our runs is they're, quite they're another excuse for me to go slow. I haven't got the discipline to go slow. But we naturally run slow because we're talking. But what, yes. and, um, but what you need I to need to do the long runs on my own as well. And no, last no, no, year, no, 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 you don't. Go on. You don't. What you need to do is do the long runs with me yeah. slower but make them longer and more often. And then you need to do the shorter runs with speed. Yeah. Or with speed play or fartlek or long intervals. That's true. That's what you need to do. But I think in that year of Yorkshire, I would go out and run 20, 21 miles at my normal running on my own pace, which is kind of between seven minutes and seven and a half minute miles. Yeah. And last year, all of my uh, teen distance runs were with you or with you for some of the distance. Right. So they were slow. And that's I, good. I would say, if you, if, you can, if you can run 20 miles between 7.10 and 7.30 quite comfy, yeah. then you should be running your marathons a lot faster. I know. You need to run... Sort myself out. He's basically, no, no, he's basically... No, my pacing is bad. No. I think if I could really take control of my running music, I could get more time. I totally you, agree. Your long, your long run is really nice and slow, or maybe getting a bit quicker towards the end, which is good training. Yeah, yeah. Running fast when time thing. But then just run faster during the week. Because I just run off fast and try and carry on. That's all I've got. And I'm well aware that that's a terrible plan. But there's also a lot to be said for just like going for a... If you're just in terms of pure miles in the legs. Yeah. So just going for a lazy five miles 
just at any pace, just to, just to do some miles. I'd like know. to apologise to anyone who isn't particularly keen, rather, about the concept of a lazy five miles. No, but I know, I know. <laughs> I know, but I'm talking about us at the moment. Yeah. Just, just, just getting the miles in is great. Absolutely. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was a nice dog. That he nearly lovely. ate you, that dog. That but it would have been the eating of love. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. Oh, no, no. Your Lovely face sort of tastes nice. Oh, no, no. Furry Afghan hound. And there's another. That's oh, a lovely dog. Look at that one. Right, take a picture of that dog. I'm going to take a little picture of this dog and ask the lady if that's okay. Oh, no, it doesn't like it. It's hidden. The dog's hiding from me. I'm just going to interview that. Oh, I'm just going to the toilet. It seems a bit cruel. Sorry. Here you go, mate. Murph. Murphy. <laughs> e meat. Yeah, sorry to disturb. Thanks, Murphy. Good to see. Murphy didn't want to have his picture taken. There's no two ways about it. Murphy you can see from the picture. Some. There's a blurry elusiveness to that dog. Might want to, might charge you image rights. <laughs> oh, Murphy. Wait, I'm going to go back and get Murphy to sign a release form. Yeah, yeah. Disclaimer. <laughs> um, I don't want to be on it. No, I, th- I think it's, you know, that thing of like uh, people running at their own levels. The basic thing is. Don't get obsessed with pace on any level. No. But if you're going to aim for a time, no, and you don't di- want to be making your long Sunday runs fast. No. and Because you'll just, ni- you'll just tie yourself out. And I'm dissing myself. But when it comes down to it, that is the run, runner I am. I, I can A, naturally run pretty fast. Yeah. B, don't really vary my pace. And C, if I'm fit, I can keep it up for a long way. Yeah. So the actual th- idea of running off pretty quick and then just trying to do it for 26 miles is, it sounds on paper... Incredibly foolish, but, but if it's it close for to you, the machine yeah. I've got, so yeah, why not? If it works for you, so he, you can tell he's in the middle of a yeah long run because it's quite fun. Own, he's bought his own juice because it's ten weeks to London. You can really clock the, uh, the people are running ones. in the teens. I feel a little bit like Sherlock Holmes spotting them. Yeah, you get the clues. He had a lot of kit. That guy. He had kit. Well, I saw he a guy drinks. on. He didn't have any kit, right? But he looked tired. He had a sweat on. He also looked really good. Musty yeah. legs, lovely yeah. form. And I thought, that guy. He's doing it long. He's going 14 miles. He's, he's, yeah. he's out there. He's yeah. doing it. Run. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We suddenly found all the runners. There's loads of runners. Actually, less people in Highgate with that thing about demographics. It's all runners and dogs in here. Yeah, runners and dogs. Runners and dogs. Just so, so one lap round is about a mile, and then we we run back to when we started and make make for the ten. That's, nice. that's the other lovely thing about the park and walkers. Although it's brilliantly, oh yeah, brilliantly engineered to uh, avoid the major peaks and troughs of North London, it's also slightly uphill yeah. on the way out from Vintage Park and slightly downhill on the way back. It is so, not to uh, your home, doesn't it? But today we're going to be careful not to be tempted into that turn of speed because uh, we're running slow. Like we might have a little stretch. We might have no, a no, you said not to. Let's see how we go. Damn it! I had a bit of a... I don't want to be bird boring, but I just saw a really good bird there. I don't know what it was. You're obsessed with the birds. I think it might be a sparrowhawk or something in the woods. <coughs> I had a bit of a chatting about rage. I had a bit of a weird altercation the other day, actually. God, I tell it. I was in a... I went to Coffee Circus in Crouch End, which is a misleading title. There's no circus skills whatsoever. I'm yeah, afraid. although they have got a lion. Yeah, yeah. Coffee and lion taming. <laughs> but it's great. Just to sign up with that. I'll, have, I'll get it to take away, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flat white to go. <laughs> but it was, it's just great. Listen, what am I saying? It's Can great, I borrow it's this great coffee. No, I'm using it to keep the lion back. It's great coffee. <laughs> Sorry, coffee circus. Uh, and in a crowded market, storming it, purely because it's great coffee. So there's not that much seat space. Yeah. So I get there. I've got my routine of the day. Is this going to be a chair rage incident? It, it is, yeah. yeah. Excellent. I get there. I've got my routine on a morning where I work for a couple of hours at the library and then I go for my coffee. I've got my paper. I sit down, read the paper for about 50 minutes and then chip off. I get in. There's some single tables on your left-hand side and then bigger tables as you go in. Ah, oh, yes, bless me. Look at that. That was all you. That was you. You. Sorry, carry on. Bigger tables as you get with with groups of four. Yeah. Um, and then you got your little tables on your left where what, either one or for two. So yeah. I'm getting it's fairly. And then there's busy. a woman and a, on a horse and yeah. three clowns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bucket of water that turns out to be yeah. little bits of paper. So so I get in and uh, I just think I'll just sit here. There's a bloke by the door with a space next to him. Yeah. And then two people on the table next to him. Yeah. So I think I'll just sit there. Sit there. So I do, I get my coffee and I sit down. Yeah. And he said, uh, he said, I think that's a bit rude. I said, what? He said, uh, he said, I think you should ask whether there's someone sitting there. I said, what do you mean? There's obviously no one sitting there. Yeah. And he said, but I think you should ask whether I was waiting for someone. He was a sort of friendly little Scottish bloke, you know, who I immediately Did you wanted say a friendly little Scottish bloke? Who I immediately wanted to punch. He doesn't, no, sound, no. He doesn't sound friendly. No, but he said it in quite a kind of... Oh, you know, I just thought you'd like uh, you know, be polite. Was and it I Ken was, Bruce? I said, because uh, it is in my impression. I said, are you joking? He said, no, I just thought you'd 
But what, what I should have said, but I didn't say, of course, is what I should have said, well, obviously, Woo. if you're waiting for someone, you'd have had the gumption to tell me that you were. I mean, yeah, the, ch- the, the chair's free, so I'm going to take but it. But is that on him? You know, what if he was waiting for someone and it's too polite to ask you? I mean... But to, but to me... Well, you're not immediately tempted to call his bluff and say, is anyone sitting there? And no, I did. No, I did. And I he did. said, no. I said, if no, they are, then I, when they come out, I'll leave. He My said, no, there objection isn't. is purely hypothetical. <laughs> but what I said to him was... Back across the road, back into Queenswoods. But to me, it's impolite to say that to someone to sit down. Yeah, I, think. The fr- I mean, it's like... But, but in terms of the rage thing... It kind of ruined my coffee. Did you hit him? No, you no. sat there stewing about it. I just sat there just wanting to just throw it in his face. It, you know, I was yeah. lost in violent fantasy for yeah. like 20 minutes. Yeah. That's just no good, is it? That's going to ruin the coffee. Yeah. yeah, it's no good. And I think it ruined his coffee as well. Doubtless. Or maybe he felt pleased with himself for calling you. I think and listeners, do you think the Scottish who was, was right and right? who was wrong? Oh, I mean, was Paul right? Yeah. And, and were you wee in a sponge as it happened? No. Because I, I think you'll lose a lot of like you urinating in this coffee. <laughs> it was a... But he it's one of those... Me. I haven't really used this sponge. I think you just consider it impolite to lay a dump on the table. I, I think you should have asked me before you <laughs> curled one off. <laughs> yeah. Just think... Yeah. I d- it, was, it was a really weird one. It was a really odd moment. And it's kind of... It's important to try and let those things go as soon as possible. Isn't it? Just in case it's a, well, he's a bloke. He might be having a bad day, whatever. But the funny thing is, the key thing is... It gets in your crop. Bring it back to running is when something happens, you've got to just... You've got to put it in a little parcel Let's go leave it this way. Let's go Because... It moves on when you get angry about something, and particularly if it's fixed. Like you say, you hold on to it for ages, don't you? It's like um, in a gig, you might get a really mean heckle. It really takes you by surprise, it really hurts your feelings. They, yeah. You know, they think that we're just, you know, like a cipher, like a cartoon character. You're a real person. I'm a human being. And, and people often, without uh, malice, thinking that meanness is the same as banter as people do in life, they'll heckle you with, like, you know. You're rubbish. Yeah. You're not funny. You're, you're ugly or whatever. You know, something wholly negative and, and really surprising because the yeah. gig's going well. The gig, the gig could be going well. It's well, all ticking over. But what they're really saying there is, I'm angry. Yeah. I'm all right. I want to be in the show. I'm having a bad day. Yeah. And uh, I was denied attention. But they're quite most times, particularly if you've done a few gigs Let's in your go life. here and then right. Sorry to Okay, that's no, it's good. Um, most times you can, you know, come back, turn it into something funny. Move on. Say something mean or move on. Everyone's happy. And sometimes, if it's really hurt your feelings, you're cracking on. <laughs> you're distracted. You can feel it in your arms. Yeah. You know, I'm still so cross with that guy. And you see people do it. They'll have a lovely rest of set. Do but another 12 minutes steaming. of comedy. Everyone's forgotten. And yeah. then, then at the end, they'll say goodnight. And see, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's That's like, not the way to do it. Yeah, it, it just sort of strikes a chord, doesn't it? I mean, that bloke, it, well, you're right, though. It was a complete unnecessary nature of it. Yeah. Just like, this is a simple thing. I'll be here for 10, 15 minutes. It's actually a bit of a pleasure in my day. It's a nice little pit stop. Yeah. And it's like, but you've just stuck in my craw. <laughs> I, hope, I hope to see him again and just let it go and make a joke about it. Yeah, you know, but, but it's like, but, you it's know, but if it might joke. escalate. It might yeah, exactly. Escalate. If you joked about it now, I'm not sure it would be completely... You would say a lot of things in jest that we really mean. The fact is I'm looking out for him and I'm tooled up. Yeah, yeah. That could go in any direction. Well, he's Scottish, you know. I know. That's Scottish. They've got form. Here we go. But I think it's an interesting lesson in manners, isn't it? If someone, if if you're in in company with somebody whose manners you consider to be in question, is it good manners to question their manners? Like it. I I remember years ago, there was that couple on 
the second series of Big Brother, and uh, one of them, the posh one. Yeah. I want to say Darren and Emma. Darren poured a glass of wine for Emma, and he just filled a wine glass up. Yeah. And she said, "Oh no, really, what you should do is just half fill it." Okay. And, you know, I think a lot of wine drinkers would technically agree, but in the event, it was just brutal. Yes. Must have ruined the rest of the meal for him. So you she think made him look like a goon. It was a bit of a class, class one up, and she. Yeah, and it wasn't a, a friendly correction. Right. It was a class slam down. I hate that. She ruined it. I hate that. He's just being friendly. To be honest, he's probably trying to get off with her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You give a woman a lot of wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is and she plays the class card. Yeah. This is great, isn't it? This is why you run, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, this is beautiful. And suddenly, in the forest, there's no one here. Suddenly, no one around, and no London. You Absolute d- glory. We could be anywhere in Britain. We could be in Sherwood Forest. Behold the wonder of the land. That's fantastic, isn't it? Behold the wonder of the land. That's glorious. So, yeah, See, who needs manners? It wasn't just optimism. Who needs manners? We're fine. Yeah. You need manners. And he was probably, he's probably just having a bad day. He probably just wasn't. He'd had a bad morning or something. Yeah. Oh, he might love it. A lot of times, you have to ask someone, and I'm not saying it's you, I'm not saying it's him. A lot of times, in any given altercation, one of the people involved has to ask themselves, what are you really angry about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and it's heartbreaking, but we've all had it when you turn around and you think, ah, it's me. Yeah. It's me. I remember my dad saying, and I apologised to him for airing his, uh, you know, sad tales in public. But my dad said, Dad used to play football. He's really good. Yeah. He played for his school's old boys club. And uh, the day he realised he didn't want to do it anymore, he's got too old and he wasn't as good as he used to be, he was out there on a cold morning. He wasn't enjoying it. He's probably a bit hungover. Yeah. And he fouled this guy, you know. It was just in the, in the moment, the guy's right there in front of him. He just, you know, it wasn't took in him his out. nature. He just took the guy down. And the guy was appalled. <laughs> My dad was, of course, appalled at himself. And that was a moment. And the guy, opposite of you, um, swearing at that child. My dad, the guy who my dad had found said, you, you bad player. <laughs> and, my, and my dad oh, just no. had this moment of thinking, he's right, I'm yeah. not a bad player, but in that moment, I was, I was and I'm going to stop doing this. So yeah, those moments where you realise. Yes. I had that when I broke my wrist playing football. That was me. Well, that was worse because that was me attempting to... No, my to dad's was worse. Well, no. No, you, mine was worse. No, because <laughs> sorry, because I knew, because I was attempting to foul him consciously. Yeah, and I slammed really? into this bloke who was giving me a hard time in this game. Yeah, and I broke my own wrist because <laughs> he was so tough. He was made of. He seemed to seemed to be made of teak. He was a small, stocky bloke. Yeah, it was like running into a brick wall. Was he Scottish? He wasn't actually. He's he was Asian man, and. Uh, and he was just being a bit mouthy all game, whatever. There's no excuse. And uh, For him or for you? For, for me. So my let's rack him up. He got into a row with a <laughs> friendly stranger. You like to wee when you're doing the races. You're shouting the, you know, the sweariest of all swear words. At a child. At a child. Who's off the sweets. And you've attempted, in a clearly, with a burst <laughs> of violent energy, to uh, tackle... An Asian guy. Yeah, I didn't want to... 
I just wanted to let him know that I was there in football parlance. Yeah. But my word, I realised he was there. Yeah. As my, as my hand he was just not only there, he was tougher than me. Yeah. My hand just slipped, just lifelessly. Oh, and I, you see, it hurts to this day. I've right. never got it back. So you got a little lesson there. It is a lesson, isn't it? Stop playing football. Oh. So I did. Yeah. Because football's a nightmare for injuries when you get beyond a certain age and you're still competitive. Yeah, whereas distance to get hurt. Distance running will never do that. No. We're struggling with We're running up a nice street, by the way. We're running up the street between the parks. And uh, there's a lovely house here with the magnolia. Just coming to flower. Let me get that for you. That's really nice. And it's really quiet. It's so Sunday. I think part of the reason we've seen a lot of people and we're not seeing people is because it's kind of noon. And I think we caught all the people who got up on Sunday and went out and did the thing. Yeah. And now all those people, they're exhausted. Coming home. They're going to go and eat a big meal and wind in. This is our thing. This is the thing that we did. Yeah. What's, your, what's the rest of your Sunday? What's happening? Uh, well... I'm doing jury service tomorrow. Oh, of course. So that's why we're running today. That's right. Yes! That is the sound of... That's uh, Sunday League football. That's the Woodsman in Highgate. It's just up at the top of the hill. Oh, is it actual football? No, that's, they're watching... I think they're watching football on the telly. Or rugby in the pub. Just rugby! Like. Six Nations. Rugby in the pub. We've just come up. I'll get a picture. i show you. Just want to show you. It won't be a great picture because the whole point is this pub is really far away. It's at the top of the hill. <laughs> but what a cheer. Something big's happening. We just there. heard it cheer. And the woodsman at Highgate was just in those trees on the hill. It just said that has to be some tribal rugby. Something's happened in the rugby. Rugby. Um, When I was 13, I moved from London out to Oxfordshire. And on my first day at school, the first lesson was rugby. Yeah. And I had my uh, kit, I had my new Lord Williams' school top. And uh, Lord Williams is not as posh as it sounds. And, uh, Sounds all right. Yeah, it was good, but it wasn't, you know. Sounds right. posh enough. Oof. It wasn't like, you know. Sounds posh enough. Don't it be, wasn't don't the be kind ashamed. Of school. It's fine. It wasn't the kind of school that would lead to a place in government. Right. So and it didn't. Didn't. Didn't no. want it. <laughs> um, Musical comedy, thank you. <laughs> that is my choice. <laughs> um, so I put on my uh, school rugby top and shorts, and I kind of strolled down to the pitch, thinking sooner or later, the teacher. It's going to take me to one side and give me the basics on what happens in general and what's happening today. Yeah. Gradually, I realised that everyone had all done this loads of times. They lived in the country. Rugby was a school subject. I come from London. It was a way Rugby of life. Was not a school subject. Yeah. And uh, keep clear. <laughs> I told off a man in a car. I'm not going to carry that rage with me there. Um, so classic London. I started saying to people, vortex. I don't know how to play rugby. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works. Um, Can you help me? Somebody tell me, help me. And people, you know, literally it just wasn't going in. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I couldn't really conceive of someone who hadn't experienced rugby. I'm quite a big man. So, so before I knew it, they'd chosen me for prop. That was in the front row in the scrum. Yeah, that's, t- that's tough so guy. I don't know what a scrum tough guy. or a prop is. And there's this guy, a stranger, no one gonna he's tell reaching me up <laughs> between my legs and gripping the bottom of my top. I'm like, seriously, guys, can somebody tell me what's happening in my life? So that was a miserable day. You're to be fair, You're I was so out. weak at the game that after half an hour, they got the idea. But they wouldn't take it from my words. It's that thing where they're saying, God, you're rubbish at this, Rob. And I was like, I told you I was. It's funny those times when you're 
way out of your comfort zone. I yeah. did. Uh, I once back onto the park and walk. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I once DJ'd at a party. Yeah. He was a mate's thirtieth or whatever, and I had some records. And he said, "Come and DJ at the park. We've got a few DJs. You just come and DJ." Yeah. So I thought, fine, yeah, I'll come and DJ. Never having DJed before. Yeah. And it was like, well, you know, records and stylus and vinyl, whatever. So I bought my record bag. And there's loads of DJs there, and they DJed. And I was like, so how do you do this? The looks they gave me was hilarious. I mean, it was a packed party in Hoxton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they obviously the other DJs were Sasha. Well, they, uh, they, they were just up-and-coming people <laughs> who wanted to be DJs. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to... They had a some, skill set. Yeah, some idiot comic who had a few records. <laughs> so, the first guy played his set, everyone going crazy. Yeah. Whistles, horns, a massive in full effect. I go on. First record sort of got away with it because there's no mixing. Yeah. Tried to mix, failed. Horrendous. <laughs> At one point, it was just pure silence. And then... After 10 minutes, people were booing. <laughs> en masse, booing oh, the booth. That is great. And I was there just soaking it. That's a lesson. Soaking in, the, that's, that's a lesson. That's a lesson in egotism, isn't it? It's a lesson, yeah. Just, you can't DJ. It's, it, was, it was a lesson to stop DJing, I think. Immediately. Yeah, or to start DJing. Yeah, start, stop, make your decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But don't say you're in. That to be fair, me. I hadn't said I was a DJ. I just said I was prepared to give it a go. But my goodness. Calamity. Ah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, mate. Go on. That okay. little boy is sad because he He's wants to. His mummy is he trying to help him do cycle. He hasn't really got the hang of cycling, but he, he and I quote, wanted to do it by myself. <laughs> you go ahead. Poor little lad. You go ahead. He was having a bad moment. Yeah. Bless him. Uh-uh. Yeah, my this brother was uh, working somewhere. It was a five-a-side football tournament. Or no, maybe not. I think they were maybe trying to put together after-work football club. Anyway, he was talking to his new colleagues. And he said, do you want to play? And uh, found a couple of people who like football and might play. And then he spoke to this one guy. And the guy said, he said, are you really good at football? And the guy said, I don't know. And he said, what, what do you mean? He said, well, I've never played. Wow. wow. <laughs> so that's a brilliant assumption wow. that you yeah. might get out there at, you know, <laughs> yeah. at 28. <laughs> so look at these beautiful yeah, undiscovered me. skills. Yeah, I'll be gaming. <laughs> I bet you got annihilated. I tell you what, when we were... Trying not to add to the traumas of that little boy in the Spider-Man helmet. With great power comes great responsibility. I uh, um, caught, uh, got myself caught in some brambles. Oh, no. I think I cut my leg quite badly. Oh, no. But I'm going to. You? Yeah. Well, you'll have to clean that. You've yeah. seriously got to properly clean that when you get back. Well, I'd, I'd rather have a little bit of dog licking wheat in my bloodstream. You know, yeah. what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. We'll be, in next, us permanent, uh, we'll be here next week. You'll be on one bloody leg, hopping <laughs> along, still commentating. It's going all right. Training uh, took a couple of setbacks. <laughs> it's not We're still good. looking forward to Are it, you saying I'm an accursed <laughs> presence in this training? <laughs> this, now, is, this is the stage of the run where you feel great, don't you? Yeah. You feel you could run forever. This is Absolutely. perfect. This is perfect. Yeah. It's what we're running for. And I also like the way... Miles in, nice and slow. Lovely. Yeah, it's going steady. That's the thing with training, like you said, not being injured. It's a wonderful thing. It's once you get going like this, you do feel like you could go all day. And people who haven't run this far, you have to take our word for it, you know, get out there. But equally, you mustn't. No. You mustn't run all day, because then... Because you'll really hurt yourself. Yeah. You, the only day you want to run until you can't run anymore... He's on, on the, the day, day. Grass. Sorry. I'm quite intrigued by uh, how far they've got with this graffiti. Yeah, I was just going to say, before we get to the graffiti, guys, I should say I'm going to count up 
how much money I got from the comedy store because they sponsored me hard for right. uh, for the marathon. <laughs> Running the marathon for Parkinson's UK. My uh, aforementioned dad's got Parkinson's. Yep. He doesn't play football anymore. And uh, he doesn't play football anymore. He doesn't play, play football, football anymore. Which is reasonable. Yes, which is perfectly uh, understandable uh, in the current. So, and it's really nice the way someone said to me before my first marathon, they said, the fundraising is harder than the training. And that's really good advice because, you know, you don't want to feel like you're getting all up in people's faces and, and the internet is maybe a not wash. the best. It's a wash with it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. You know, and it's, it's like it, it becomes like a kind of white noise. But on the other hand, the running, the gigs, you start to get back to that sense of community, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. All these people doing so marathons. And of course, they're generally people are dating one person. I sponsor another guy. He's running for prostate cancer. Right. Someone else is running for something else. And they're all basically doing this kind of alchemy of taking, taking something negative in their life that, uh, that affects them and them alone and turning it into something positive that engages them with the whole rest of the community. And I love the way running taps into I that. also like the idea of you after gigs. Just get, I like that bucket thing. It's more direct, it's it's especially, when you've, especially when you've really made them laugh and hopefully I well hey, I like that it's, it's totally democratic because I really don't know you know whether they've put in 20 quid or 20p yeah and once it's in it doesn't matter you know and B hopefully just financially it just doesn't hurt yes to get home and just say a well little I bit. spent some money last night yeah know? But if you do want to sponsor me online, uk.virginmoneygiving.com slash robdeering. uk.virginmoneygiving.com slash robdeering. It's also just, uh, it's that cliche, isn't it? But if everyone gave, like, I mean, I've got, like, however many Facebook followers, I don't know, like a few thousand. Seven and a half thousand. If everyone gave, like, a quid, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. But obviously they won't. But I mean, it's yeah, like... Too, but it's something to consider, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a thought, isn't it? Yeah. No. That's it. So it went okay last night, the bucket. Yeah, really The gigs good. went well, did they? And like you say, it's just it's tell really me about the gigs. Positive experience. Gigs are lovely, you know, and the comedy story is just great. And uh, it was, I've had a nice couple of weeks gigging because I had a week of gigs in... Uh, Small gigs in quite far away places with a really nice community atmosphere in each one. Very different, you know, like a, like meeting a run of interesting individuals. Yeah, I like that. And then Those little. London's comedy tour is like the opposite of that. It's coming home. You, you have a great set, but everyone else does too. Everyone's really Hundreds good. Hundreds of people. Yeah, it's So great. there's a kind of... Kind of a scale to the thing. Well, you're, which you're, you're, you've got to be at the top of your game when you're playing it. Haven't yeah, you? and you're becoming everyone you're, else. You're part of a great comedy moment yeah. rather than the entirety of a great no, comedy it's moment. Awesome. It's, it's a good thing. Here we get. We get into graffiti, guys. Graffiti up there. No, they've done a lot. They've, <laughs> had, they've added some colour. Let's get a picture. <laughs> yeah, it's because of us. We put the pressure on. Hello again. Hey, mate. May I? Action shot. It's nice with his work. So are you going to? Uh, is it going to be background and everything as well? And what can we expect a full tableau by the end of the day? Or what? There will be some film and a couple of right. Stuff, we're not going to go all out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we it's really, uh, we really said they won't have done any more. They'll still be in the <laughs> services. <laughs> 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 we're just <laughs> 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 It looks great. Yeah, I'm it's excellent. It. Yeah. Great characters. I think when you finish it, you should move the ladder out of the way. So do you, do you get um? <laughs> Do you get like graffiti <laughs> walls on these walls, and do you get like you know people tagging each other, or just 
Is it, is, it a, is it a status thing, or, or, or are you free to just graffiti over other people's? It's the way it's cheeky. If someone's made the effort to go and do something illegal, right. but it's something really nice, then you just go right over them. Then it'll be like... Yeah, 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 of course. Okay. But here it's just like yeah, any, yeah, anything yeah. goes. Dave will come back tomorrow and some bastards painting over it. Yeah, which would be slightly galling, but... It's a nice thing but about not, the... not a beef. It wouldn't end up no, in some no, kind no. of gang beef. No. I mean, on the park, I'm walking away <laughs> in the long you don't game. Seem, you don't seem like gangsters. I'm no, not getting no, the gangster no, no. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure the phrase gangland beef existed until you said it just then. <laughs> was, it, was it your park ranger or something came back oh. about a few months ago when we were painting? He goes, right, as long as you still do the nice pictures, he goes, we don't want any gang tags. Like Is that... that? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Okay, then. We there might be a bit of gang stuff now, Neil. There'll be a bit. throw up a couple of gang <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That looks great. Yeah, exactly. I attempted to throw up a gang sign and just looked like I was in a pop video from 1983. <coughs> it but looks awesome. I can't run on now. My legs Come are completely on, stiffened up. Well played. Nice to see you. Well Have played. a good day. Take care. You see did you well, too, just bringing the sandwiches. <laughs> I think you've think you done the most important work and you've got the best hat. <laughs> see you later. Take care. I can't believe they're despoiling our natural environment in that way. Just I'm going to report them to the park rangers. But the other thing is, I was going to say... You had to go back for the girl, didn't you? <laughs> you had to go back for I the little dairy flirts, didn't you? We hadn't talked to the... We talk to the That's lady. The, under the guise of, of political correctness, lady. you went back for a little... Oh, <laughs> um, but it is funny, nice. I was going to say, the Parkland Walk, apparently, I don't know, but it used to be... Sorry, sorry thank you. Sorry. Um, it used to be um, horrific... No, a really good place to get murdered. So in a way... Quite no, dangerous. Yeah, so no, yeah. no matter how rough it gets, graffiti-wise, it will never match its uh, previous kind of Gotham City vibe of the uh, 70s and 80s. Occasionally someone, just to cheer us up, someone still gets attacked. Yeah. There is it just to keep it going kind of thing. Not, not very often, but I won't want to... Completely wanna, lose the dream. I won't be down here at night. No, that's right. So you sit down here at night just as you went into the spooky tunnel. I wouldn't be down here at night. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it, actually? What it is, is the Parkland Walk here is near Crouch End. And you get quite a lot of bohemian badassery. Whereas yeah. Highgate Wood is in there. Where is it again? Highgate. Highgate, yes. So it's full of kind of darling... It's a darling, bit more don't darling, get your it? shoes yeah. muddy in the mud. Well, I mean, and Crouch End sort of... It's, Crouch End's quite darling, don't get your shoes in the mud, but then by the time you get to Finsbury Park, it's different, isn't it? It, yeah, goes, it different just again. goes down through the social... A little bit more kind strata. of... It's a bit more gangster. Yeah, a bit more kind of urban. But the kind of yeah. place you'd go to play American football. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a nice... And that really is how the park and walk works in that Victorian sort of railways thing. It's almost like a Roman road. It just slams right through all those cultures like a dart. It's great London for that, though, isn't it? Yeah. The mix of people. But one week soon, we don't want to be too London-centric, everyone. It's nice to be running in London. It's nice because it's near our houses, but also... Well, it makes sense. Nice to be running in London in the run-up to the London Marathon, but we're not just London boys. <laughs> London boys. Can you remember any songs by London boys? Oh, London not, lights. Not, not off hand, smell, no. smell of fun in the air. London. I can't remember. It's for the best. Well, um, so well, we, It's obviously simpler to run around here because this is where we live. But we're going to come we around. We want to run in all kinds of different we places. We want to run near you soon. Yeah. Um, I, it, and we will do when we do gigs. Sir. Yeah. We're going to... We'll be... I'm, I'm going to be in Manchester doing the uh, South Manchester Park Run on... Uh, Saturday week, that's the last Saturday in February, so 
Come do that, sailor. We're doing the bath half marathon, aren't we? Doing the bath half marathon, middle weekend of. Uh, uh, are we doing the bath? Are we doing the bath or the bath? Well, when we Which talk about we it, we say, you say bath and I say bath. But if anyone's ever been to bath, I think you know full well. Once you're there, it's definitely bath. Oh no! If you once you get there, you're in the bath. If you're in the bath, you're in the veil of the bath. You're just washing your <laughs> body in hot water. If you're in the, if you're in the spa town with Roman history, it's most certainly bath. You're in the bath in hot water. The best one like I'm that is bath, actually. Should we Shrewsbury, fun? Shrewsbury, because as I understand it, you pronounce it Shrewsbury if you're working class or post-working class. Shrewsbury, yeah. You pronounce it Shrewsbury if you're posh. And whatever a stranger says, they're wrong. Yeah, that's the best way. <laughs> I love that. Very big wizarding bath, community. Bath's one of those dividing words, isn't it? But we've got to find some other places. Let us know where you're running. As I say, looking for races during the summer after London, like short little nutty races to do. Yeah, I did little the fast uh, ones. I did the Harrogate Hill Run 10k last year. That was great. Oh, I'd love I to, to try and find that one again. Yeah, and uh, we're going to go really get far out in the country. I want to get. Out. I want to do like trail runs me. and stuff. Yeah. So um, if you've got any suggestions, let us know. We're going to put a slate together. We'll have a look. We'll hopefully, we'll be off gigging somewhere. We can do some runs in other towns. I mean, I do always favour the town post-industrial run. Right. Running along canals and old railways, you know, Clyde side, that kind of stuff. Oh, so you're looking for... That's quite specific, then. You want 10Ks in industrial Scotland. That's yeah, that's it. Aberdeen. Uh, yeah. It's, all, it's, all, it's cities. It's Dundee. Yeah. yeah, Dundee. I'm going to run to Dundee. Scotland's sunniest city, which isn't saying much. Uh, I did the Inverness Half Marathon. That's really yeah. good. Now, that's far away. But I'd like to do quite unusual runs in the summer before an aut- an- another marathon in the autumn. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. Just mix it up a bit. Absolutely. So, we're coming to the end of this tan. It's been great. Yeah, so, well, let's look over what we've talked about so far. It doesn't really matter what you think at the beginning. Yeah. You're looking for the little jump. Yeah. We are running a little bit faster at the end here because we're going down here. And also because we've okay. been running for longer, so you've got the flow. You're warm. And uh, spring is coming. Just a little bit, but it's there. It's there. Come on. Too early to say. Shout out for the urination on the one whilst running with sponge. Yeah, Tom's practical tips. No, see, I'll go the other way. I'll go into the cubicle and take inspiration. You know, go into the cubicle and then... You're losing time, Rob. And then run. You're losing time. After people who were running faster than you were playing to run in the first place. In the next half marathon, I did that. Come on, Rob. I would say the wee I did there lasted about 25 seconds. And I ran kind of sprinted back to where I had been in the run of runners and only then turned around and thought oh, how did I do that but you must be that's got to be a loss of energy yeah. but in Berlin, in Berlin which was I was surrounded by men I didn't see hardly any women running there yeah and uh, they all had their sponges to hand so I think there was a, yeah. something going on yeah. some kind of revenge what's German for I think they've seen you come in yeah you're running for charity it's good yeah don't patronise me. I said I wasn't in a good mood. <laughs> There's been a lot of anger today, hasn't there? Yeah. We've chatted a lot about rage. Yeah. If, oh, that's what we really want to know. If you could let us know online whether Paul or the little Scottish man in Coffee Circus were in the right. We would love to know. Do you always have to check if there's one person sat at a two-person table and you're in a coffee house with lots of turnover, whether they're waiting oh, don't for Don't argue the point, Paul. You're adding detail here. You're making it. It's argument. important to set the context. Yes, that is true. Because <laughs> uh, 
that's the funny thing. He wasn't saying, I am waiting for something. No, he wasn't, no. Quite the opposite. He was saying, what if he was saying, I'm not, but you should have asked anyway. Yeah. But he wasn't saying that. He was saying, I'm not, but you should have asked anyway. With this little smile on his face that I just feel like crush. Okay, I'm going to nice go. Nice fella. Nice guy. I'm going to go and buy Let him herbal tea. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Let's see how far we've run. Let's get to the end. Yeah, I'm let's gonna, get to the end. I'm just getting it started while we go. I'm stopped. That's right on the money. Seven miles right on the money. Current pace, nine, nine and a half minute miles. Beautiful. Good work. That was running commentary. And uh, see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. With Paul Tomkinson and Rob Deering.